Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and I am super excited to introduce today's guest, Sharon King. Sharon is an international trainer of holistic and energy psychology techniques for transforming trauma and living a more empowered and joyful life. One of Sharon's specialties is working with the pre and perinatal birth trauma for both mother and baby, transforming your experience of giving birth or being born and any trauma associated with conception, pregnancy and birth. She also works with mothers-to-be to achieve a natural birth and supports them through infertility, IVF, adoption issues, and helping to heal the wounds of losing a baby. Sharon is the author of Heal Your Birth, Heal Your Life, Tools to Transform Your Birth Experience, and Create a Magical New Beginning. To date, her book has been published in English, German, Romanian, Bulgarian, and South Korean, with a Spanish version in the pipeline. Sharon is also one of my teachers. I trained in matrix birth re-imprinting with her. This is a modality that is now going through a bit of a rebirthing process itself, as well as in light matrix approaches with her. And I'm always just blown away by the depth of her wisdom and the bigness of her heart. So welcome, Sharon. Thank you, Emmy. I'm really, really delighted to uh, not only be connecting with you again, but also speaking to uh, the people who may be listening to this. Mm, thank you, Sharon. It is, it is a blessing to have you with us, and I'm super excited to be learning from you today. Now, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I like to start by asking my guests, what does Sacred Feminine Power mean to you personally? Oh, that's a really good question, Emmy. Um, I think I was, I was thinking about this today. What exactly is sacred feminine power and well more importantly why is it that we don't actually know what that is and why we have to even think about that question I mean that should should be something very natural that we we absolutely know um, I kind of I kind of feel like I stepped into my own sacred feminine power uh, in, I think it was 2007, when I first discovered uh, the, the EFT work, and I started working on myself, and realizing that I'd spent most of my life just wandering through life, searching for what it is that I was meant to be doing. And I discovered, when I discovered the, the EFT part of the work that I do, it took me on a very, very deep journey into myself. So my sacred feminine power, I believe really, um, really comes through when I'm working with others to help them connect to their own sacred feminine power. And it's like a, it's like a, a, a never ending circle. The more the people that I work with who step into their power, the more it brings out my own sacred feminine power. So I work a lot with women, uh, mainly most of my women are, are, are um, most of my clients are women. So to actually go through a birth process, giving birth process, I think that's probably the most important time for us to actually step into our power um, 
so yeah and I guess really going through my own birth experiences enabled my mother in order to step into her feminine power so again it's that cycle um, of what you know the gifts that we offer other people will will help us in our own lives mm. I love how you're describing that supporting others is helping you to also step into a greater space within that sacred feminine power. I've certainly seen that in my life and my work as well. And it is just such a blessing to be able to support, especially women, looking at the, the history and the patriarchal dimensions that we have been living in for, for hundreds, if not thousands of years, to be able to reach that point where they truly have stepped into their sacred feminine power. Sharon, I would love to hear a little bit more about perhaps a challenge that, that you have faced that's really helped you to activate that sacred feminine power in you and in your life. And maybe you could also talk a little bit more about EFT and what that is all about. Okay, so, oh, um, I think what has been going on for the last I don't know how many hundreds of years is there has been uh, and I probably don't need to tell your audience this but there has been a uh, a, a dumbing down a belittling a uh, a force above a masculine energy above and I'm, and I'm not aiming this at men I'm just aiming this as as a, a twisted version of the masculine energy and I've experienced that in my own life where um, a teacher um, really felt like I guess because of that masculine male energy that he could keep me down he could you know it was okay if I was walking behind him or even beside him but if I dared to step out and um, to walk in front or or go off even in my own direction, then, then that was not okay. So to be able to stand up to that and say enough, no more. Um, I, and that was a moment I think when I did that where I was really able to, to go, you know what, enough of this now, enough of this male dominated energy um, and this is nothing about the divine masculine energy. This is the corrupted male energy that seems to think that they are in authority they are above us they are controlling us um and uh yeah it's time to say no to that actually no that's not okay and if we you know we we need to meet meet as equals as in divine feminine and divine masculine so i actually went through that process and uh it was it was a rough year but i feel like i'm definitely out on the other side of that now Mm. And what was this teacher? Uh, what was it? Was it somebody who you faced at school when you were younger, or was it in your adult years when you went through this experience? It was in my adult years. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and now that you're on the other side of it, what do you feel is kind of like the hidden blessing or the divine meaning in that experience and having faced that corrupted male energy? Well, uh, this is one of the things I actually wanted to talk about today. So this is a, a great question, Emmy. It's about the fact that um, as women, we tend to see ourselves as victims. And 
we very, very quickly put ourselves into that victim role. And I've had to start to bring myself, um, pull myself up. That's probably the better question is like, actually, is this, am I slipping here into the victim energy here? Or am I stepping into my sovereign, divine, feminine self? And I realized that a, a lot of the time I was slipping back into the victim energy. So um, the gift of that was to help me see that, to help me realize that as, a, as an Aquarian and as a child, um, I didn't do very well with authority. And I guess um, that's also part of being an indigo child or, or whatever you want to, whatever label you really want to put on that. But I can see how um, I recreated the cycle with this person because it, it, because anytime my father in my childhood was trying to stop me from doing something or putting me down or or whatever um, that was or any of uh, the teachers at school, it was like m like most children, we kind of bow down to that because the teachers and the parents are our authority figures. And it really is time now where we start honoring our children as being our teachers as well. And I didn't have that experience as a child. So that was the gift, if you like. It really, and also it made me um, step more fully into the work that I'm doing and the person that, that I am today. So complete, you know, complete understanding and uh, uh, blessings, I guess, gratitude, that's the right word, gratitude for that person who actually gave me that experience. And that is a lot of, a lot about the work that I do with other people as well. What is the gift in this situation, this trauma situation? Um, and quite often we can't see the gift until after we've gone through it. But if you process the emotions around it, the insights come quicker and faster um, it's almost like I can I can see the gift now in any situation while I'm going through it, um, but it's taken a few years of being able to do that. And I'm sure, you know, with time speeding up now, everybody else is probably going, oh yes, you know, I can I can see both. You know, I can feel the experience of going through a trauma, but I can also see the gift that this is um, bringing to me. So everything is an opportunity to step out of victimhood, if you like, and into um, empowerment. And uh, we are offered the opportunity every day now with everything that's going on in the world to go, you know, am I defaulting to my, my parents who are the authority, um, the government or whoever, or uh, am, I, am I stepping out into my own empowerment? Am I stepping out into my own sovereignty? Am I, am I being a victim? Am I doing as I've told? Am I being a good child? Or uh, am I going, no, you know what? I'm gonna stand up to the bullies. This is not how it's gonna be. I love those questions that you're posing there. And especially, am I being a good child really struck me. I also have a history of um, uh, a very authoritarian father. Um, and I have certainly noticed the pattern of victimhood and bowing down to authority very strongly in my life as well. Um, you, you started opening up the fact that trauma that we go through as, as children uh, often becomes almost like a vicious cycle that we keep repeating and we keep attracting people and events into our lives that kind of reinforce those beliefs that we've taken on from that trauma. Could, could you expand on that a little bit more and how that works in your work with your clients as well? 
Absolutely. So I tend to um, try and reframe that to um, every, every pattern. So if you look at the patterns within your life, that keep repeating itself, whether it be this lifetime and, you know, we could also bring in past lifetimes or we can also bring in ancestral energy here. So whether it is a past lifetime trauma that's reenacting itself this lifetime, whether it's something to do with your ancestors um, or it's to do with something that happened in utero or, or childhood, wherever that trauma is, if we do not complete the cycle of trauma, if we do not go through a process of releasing the shock, releasing uh, the emotions of what happened to us, then it's like, it's like an unfinished, it's like having a record player that never ends. It might go quiet for a while, but then it will pop itself back up again. Um, so it will keep on repeating itself. So rather than uh, feeling a victim of, oh my God, you know, I've attracted another abusive relationship or I've attracted um, X, Y, and Z um, that's going on in my life. If you turn that around and look at that, I'll go, oh my God, that's amazing. That's another opportunity for me to heal something. And oh, okay, so it's happening again. I thought I dealt with that, but may oh, it's bringing up another aspect of what's going on. And mm you know, it will keep, the pattern will keep going until maybe something happens and you go, ha, 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 you know, you, that, that's just the tester. Like I have nothing. I have no emotions around that event whatsoever. And then you know that you've cleared it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the power of the healing and the transformation process that you also teach. I mean, we literally are able to clear energetic patterns and and hugely limiting beliefs often very very quickly isn't it yes especially if you get back to the root event the first time it happened and the 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 problem with that if you're just staying within your conscious memories then um you're not going to get back to the root you're not going to get back to the root or the seed as we call it so um, yeah, so to be able to have the, the freedom to go, okay, so let's feel into the energy of this. Does it feel like this is my a lifetime energy um, of what I'm experiencing or a pattern? Um, you know, is it in my lifetime? Is it in my adulthood? Did it start in my childhood? Did it start at my birth? Did it start when I was a baby? Did it start when I was in utero? Is it something I bought, you know, that happened at conception? Um, or is it something I brought in an unresolved trauma from another lifetime that's still very active and needs to be completed? Um, or maybe um, I had a realization that I was repeating the same pattern in a relationship um, that my mother and my grandmother went through. Um, so, so that was an ancestral um, experience for me and I remember being so shocked when I realized that it's oh my god you know this is this is exactly what my mum did this is exactly what my um, grandmother did and you know I'm in a relationship now where the first relationship I had um, when I was 26 I fell in love with a man who was um, sadly killed um, but I felt like the relationship I was in my long-term relationship was kind of like not uh, not my true love, if you like, although I loved him, um, he wasn't my true love. 
and my mum married my dad on the rebound and he wasn't her true love either. And my grandmother also um, lost her first husband in the war and then married very quickly um, to, uh, I think she, she um, well, she married my grandfather who was, um, that she met shortly after her husband was killed. So, and she never loved my grandfather like she loved her original husband. So it was that pattern was going on. And until I was able to clear the um the the energy if you like for all of us that means that you know going forwards i don't need to recreate that that energy in my life again mm -hmm. yeah powerful super super powerful stuff um now I, I you mentioned um eft in the very beginning when you when you first started talking could you please very briefly explain what eft is for those of our listeners who might not know excellent yes i can do that so eft is also known as tapping um, and it's the concept of uh, we have this energetic system going through our bodies and we have these acupuncture points. So if anybody's listening who um, has had any acupuncture or acupressure, you know that they will either touch certain points on your body or they'll stick needles in them to stimulate the energy field. So what EFT does is you actually tap with your fingers very lightly on certain points on, on your, um, mainly on your face, but on some points in your body, whilst you're thinking about uh, a negative emotion or a traumatic event. And what that does is it helps to, um, to process the emotion or the shock or the trauma of, of an event that happened. Um, so bringing about the, um, the completion, if you like, of, of what happens. Um, so, yes, so that's that's EFT and it's very good for working in the now moment. You know, some of you may be feeling frustration, um, depending on where you are in the world. Maybe, you know, you're feeling isolated and alone because of the, the lockdown or um, or you may be scared to go out or scared of catching something or having to wear mask and feeling very uncomfortable because everybody around you is wearing masks and you can't see anybody's smiley faces anymore. All of those things are really good to, to go through some tapping and just, you know, making a statement like, even though I've, I'm, I'm feeling isolated and alone and nobody's smiling at me anymore, um, I deeply and completely love and accept myself or I choose to feel safe anyway. And then you tap around um, the points and what that does is it helps you to take a pause in life. You have to um, acknowledge, you have to bring to consciousness, acknowledge where you are before you can change where you are. And so mm. many of us are so busy, we're running through life and we're being triggered left, right and center, but we're not taking the time to go, you know what, I'm feeling this anxiety, I'm feeling this stress, what's this all about? Mm. So EFT is a great way to do that. Absolutely. Thank you for that uh, really great summary on that, Sharon. Now, I would love to really start digging into our, our theme for today, Sharon, and I would love for you to start by telling us a little bit more about how has the, I'm going to use your terminology here, the corrupted male energy, or perhaps the corrupted patriarchy that we have been living in and been programmed to function in, how has that affected birth and especially natural birth processes? So, yes. I, it was around about the time of World War II that um, 
the uh, women were no longer safe to give birth at home. And you have to get, you have to give birth um, in a hospital because, you know, it's safer to be in a hospital than it is to be in your own house. And that was kind of like the turning point from what I can see in history. That was the turning point where they started to um, tell everybody that it's not safe to give birth at home. You have to go into a hospital. And it was almost like man took over uh, or the male energy because, um, you know, there's female doctors as well. But it's almost like that's when the turning point came to um, take over the, the way births done because before that a lot of women were having home births they had midwives that would come to the house um and and take care of them and you know men weren't even allowed in the birthing room they got to come in and say hello to their wives um and see the baby after that happened and I'm and I'm not going to go into whether husbands should be there at the birth or not I I truly feel that's an individual uh agreement between couples now um but the men were kept out, the women were there. And what women are really good at doing is holding space and being and encouraging other women. So what seems to have happened is the, it's all, how can I say, oh, I'm just going to say this, I'm not going to dress this up. It's like, there is a realization that, um, the psychology of birth, how we're born actually affects the rest of our lives and it seems like this big big field this morphogenic field has built up now whereas when you go into a hospital it's like you give your power away as you step in over the threshold of the of the door and the doctors take over your birth and it's almost to me it's like it's designed to be the most traumatic version of a birth experience that that can be you know a lot of women will go in with this, you know, beautiful birth plan. I want a birthing pool. I, you know, want a natural birth. I want the baby to be on my chest. I don't want the umbilical cord. And it's like, almost like as you walk in the door, you can just might as well just rip that up and throw that away because a lot of the hospitals are not even designed to, um, to know how that even happens. There's um, a video uh, or a film that was made on YouTube and it's called The Business of Being Born. And basically they filmed in hospitals and you can see how the birth, um, the birth has been taken over by the medical industry. It's not about um, how we can give birth naturally. It's about the, the nurses are trained to look at which drug to give at which point and which form to fill out. And sadly, this is also the same in the UK as well now. And the rates of C-section births are going up because um, as soon as you start down the medical route, let's just say you have an induction or you start with the pain relief, then the body switches off and it stops producing its own natural endorphins, it stops producing oxytocin, and the whole birth process gets interrupted it slows down or it stops and then okay so we have to give you more drugs and the more drugs you give it the more chance that the baby is gets into distress so the baby gets stuck and then we end up either with forceps delivery or um, c-section and it's like we are deliberately now being birthed into trauma 
because there's a realization that the more people are traumatized, the less critical thinking they have, the more the less creativity they have, they're more in survival mode than they are into feeling joyful and peaceful and loving. So, uh, yeah, I would almost go as far as to say there's a, a almost a, it feels like there's a deliberate attempt to actually um, scupper people from being their true, empowered, authentic self right from right from the start. Well, that's a strong statement to make. And it certainly I think especially when we're looking at what's happening in our world at the moment with so many revelations coming out about what is actually happening behind the scenes and who's holding the strings and where do we get when we follow the trail of money and power? I mean, everything you say makes perfect sense. And I mean, of course, there are instances where medical intervention is absolutely necessary. Of course. And I, of course. But uh, the fact that the, the conception, the pregnancy and birth are the most natural of processes and the most powerful of processes for women and to strap us off that power, that is a huge thing. It absolutely is. And, you know, the um, I have heard some of the, the most horrific stories of um, women who have given birth. But you know what? It's not it's it's not the physical pain that they go through and and by the way pain uh, birth doesn't need to be painful you know you can mm. you can you also go and look at orgasmic birth um on uh, youtube you know yeah. we have been we, we're being programmed to believe that birth has to be a very traumatic painful um experience and it absolutely um doesn't have to be that way but our belief systems kind of um create it in that way yeah, absolutely. Uh, and our bodies also recreate that because we, we think it's going to happen. So our bodies are geared up to produce that pain also in the moment of birth, isn't it? Yes, yes. And you've got to think that your body's actually doing something very unnatural and, and mm -hmm. body parts have, have to move in order for the baby to, to get down the birth canal. Mm. So, you know, I'm, I'm just that just we're just getting to that point now where women are almost forgetting how to um, give birth naturally and it, again it's not a conscious thing it's an unconscious thing and the more something repeats itself the stronger the field um, becomes so this mm. pattern of um, you know trauma birth is getting stronger and stronger but when I was uh, writing my book, I kind of was was tuning into, uh, okay, so what's the purpose of the book? Why am I writing this book? And I was told very, very clearly, these thoughts just came into my head, is that your book is going to be part education. It's also about helping people to know that even if they have had trauma, then they can transform it. Mm. <laughs> and it doesn't have to carry on. And yeah. then I got told, Babies in the future are not going to be birthed through trauma. Mm. Wow. That is so, beautiful. How, how do you see that uh, folding out in the coming years that babies are not going to be birthed through trauma? Well, what I'm, what I'm seeing right now and what I'm experiencing through the clients that I'm working with is because of what's going on in the world right now with the, with the virus, is a lot of women are now opting for home birth. Mm -hmm. 
And a lot of women are going, you know what, if, if I have to go into hospital on my own and my, my partner can't come with me and I can't have my midwife or my doula come with me, I have to do this on my own, then I'm not going. I'm going to stay at home and I'm going to give birth at home with my doula and my midwife. And, you know, and they're working with me. So they're clearing their fears. They're, they're clearing their past traumas. Um, so they can clear that energy system and they can get themselves into a really empowered state to give birth naturally. Yeah, wow. And talk about stepping into your sacred feminine power, hey, by making that decision that is so against the mainstream. Yes, yes. But I also see that, um, you know, a lot of people I'm connected with, we, I think a lot of us, um, Emmy, on this path have all had this dream about either living in community or running mm -hmm. a retreat centre. And, <laughs> yep. and you know, we've, we've been dreaming about this for uh, many years, but actually I'm starting to see now a lot of my friends are actually starting to put this into practice. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're starting to align themselves as, okay, so, you know, where, who, which community do I want to go and live with? Where do I want to be in the world to be in this community and let's just let's just unplug from everything that's going on here and let's you know let's go back to growing our own vegetables let's go back to sustainable living um let's get away from the cities and and get more back into nature yeah. and i think that really will be um where the the reclaiming of the birth process goes on but also the um uh breaking breaking the uh or oh, transforming the traumas because i think a lot of us right now because of the the amazing energies that are coming in um are starting to um clear our traumas quicker and faster than before and a lot of people are waking up and going oh my god i can see how my birth may have affected my life and i want to clear that now um because i want to be able to move forward with my life so um you know, certainly for the last 10 years, a lot of people have been doing a lot of self-work and they're, they're kind of like in a lot better place right now. Um, and now we've got the new wave of people kind of waking up because of what's going on in the world. And they're, they're kind of like, they're playing catch up. But what I see is they're playing catch up really quickly. You know, what used to take us a couple of years to clear, they're actually clearing it in, you know, a few sessions now. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's just amazing um, just how resilient we are. And if we tune into our own inner um, empowerment, our own inner knowledge, um, then uh yeah it's, it's going to be amazing i really do feel that uh, actually going back to your question um because that just reminded me of what you were asking is the biggest trauma for women is not so much the physical that happens to them it, the, it is the disempowerment mm -hmm. it's the i know that i'm about to give birth and whoever's in charge in the hospital will say oh no you're not you know go home you've got another you know three days of labor to go or whatever it is they want to um, program into you. And it's that feeling of, I know what's going on, or I know my baby's in distress and they're going, no, 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 everything's fine. It's yeah. that, it's that cutting you off from your, or making you doubt yourself and your own intuition. Yeah. That is, yeah. is one of the biggest traumas and it doesn't ha always happen at birth. It can happen, you know, at any time in life your negative feelings, your negative beliefs, when you're under a time of stress and trauma, especially when somebody is an authority telling you you're wrong, 
then a lot of women will just shut down, they're closed down, they go into shock, they won't speak out, they can't speak out, they're too scared to speak out. And then all of that energy gets locked into place. Exactly. Absolutely. And I so recognize that in my own life as well. I mean, my my son, my firstborn, was born through a cesarean because he was in breech position. And I wanted to give birth naturally. And I was literally made to, they, they set a date for me. <laughs> they set a date for my son's birth and uh, gave me, you know, very little room or leeway to maneuver around that. So I did end up having a cesarean, which for me was an incredibly traumatic, incredibly um, disempowering experience. And it took me quite some time to to clear and release that as well. So I know for some people, the cesarean is absolutely the right way to go. But for so many of us, it really is a very traumatic experience. It is. And it's not just traumatic for the mother, it's traumatic mm. for the baby too. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I cover this quite um, extensively in my book, but you know, if we just stay with the, with the C-section, there's, there's two types of C-section people or babies, if you like, there's the, the planned C-section like mm. you had where one minute mm. the baby's in the womb, hanging out, not doing much. The next minute, you know, this big holes appeared and, and they get brought out yeah. very quickly. Yeah. And they yeah. don't get to start their birth process. They don't go through the birth process and they don't mm -hmm. get to be birthed naturally. So that can often lead people like not even not being able to start projects. You know, it's like because when you ask them to start something, they kind of go into shock because they didn't get to start their birth process. Oh, my goodness me. Yes, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Ooh. So. Um, children that are born through emergency C-section often are is a often an emergency because the baby's got stuck and they can't get the baby out and then it's you know it's a life-threatening situation. So again, those those babies got to start their birth process, but then they get stuck. So how that shows up is they get to start a project, but then they get stuck and then they're looking for somebody else to pull them out of the situation. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. So, you know, depending on how we're born, you can see that pattern will, will carry on um, through life, you know, including my own life. Of course, I have my own my own experience um, myself, which which, you know, has been unconsciously affecting my life. But now I've become a conscious of it and done a lot of clearing on it. If it shows up, I just laugh. I go, oh, my God, there we go. There's my birth story again. Ha ha ha. And now I can move through it. Yeah. So at the bottom line, this really is a huge message of hope and a huge message around healing and transformation, how we can all do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I am very, very excited about the future. Um, you know, this is a, a beautiful, this is a gift. Okay. So this is what we started talking about, the gift and the trauma. This mm -hmm. is the gift is that a lot of us are going to be able to go back to or go or move forward i don't even want to say backwards let's move forwards into a, a new way of living a mm -hmm. new way of being a new way of feeling a new way of birthing a new way of um coexisting if you like that is going to support the planet instead of taking away from the planet yeah hmm <laughs> Thank you, Sharon. Thank you so much for all the wisdom that you've shared and um, all the 
these golden snippets that you've been giving us. I, I could talk to you for hours and hours about this. But if our listeners wanted to get a hold of you and maybe wanted to work with you as well, Sharon, how would they find you? The best way to find me is to go to my website, magicalnewbeginnings.com. And I would just like to say that any woman who's listening to this, who's going, oh, my God, I had no no understanding, no clue about, you know, the birth process and what have I done to my child? Because this is quite a normal um, thought Mm. process when when you're hearing this information is that I want you to remember that you were doing the best you could with the knowledge and understanding you had at the time. Yeah your child was doing the best they could with the knowledge and understanding they had at the time. And also the birth professionals are actually doing the best they can with the training that they have. So the knowledge and understanding they have at the time. So there's no one particularly to, I would say to blame for this. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, so, so, so please don't start beating yourself up going, Oh my God, because you didn't know some of this knowledge you know back then when you were doing it and you may have had this intuition that actually this isn't this isn't the way it should be and you may be feeling some uh, grief because um, you didn't have the natural birth that you wanted and that's also very very natural so allow yourself to feel that and maybe just pop onto YouTube and just find out how to tap and and now would be a good a good time just to tap around those points for for maybe the grief for not having the birth that you chose. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So an invitation to everybody who's listening for for bigger compassion, bigger love for yourself, for the world that you live in. And really an invitation as well to start doing the work if you haven't already started and tapping matrix birth re-imprinting, matrix re-imprinting. These are all beautiful energy psychology methods, hugely powerful, that can really shift you very quickly. Um, Sharon, I understand you've also got a gift for our listeners. Would you quickly just mind uh, telling us about that as well? Sorry, Emmy, I lost you there for a few moments. So, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, what? what uh, I was asking if you could just um, describe the gift that you've got for our listeners. Ah, yes. Okay. So um, I'm going to put together for you a, uh, a meditation that will help you to connect in with your uh, divine feminine energy inside of yourself. And uh, yeah, it'll take you on a a little bit of a journey. And uh, hopefully at the end of it, you'll come out of it feeling uh, a lot more peaceful, a lot more joyful, but also a lot more empowered. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Sharon, for that gift and for for everything that you've shared with us with us today. I, I really appreciate your time and that you've joined us on this podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Now, everybody, just for a brief moment, let's focus our intention and our awareness on this hugely inspirational energy that's been activated during this interview. And imagine sending that energy to everybody everywhere on our planet to remember that we truly are all one and that the more of us have the courage to start stepping into our sacred feminine power, the more quickly our planet will also shift and ascend. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for listening.